happy Friday. Even if you didn't listen to Monday's discussion about relationship red flags, you'll still really enjoy today's follow-up Friday episode. It's about self-love and ways that you can use concepts like the high five habit and the five love languages to nurture yourself and support yourself in life. Of course, life isn't always rainbows, butterflies, and positive vibes, which is why I recommend that you simply love yourself through everything, through mistakes and hard times. Love yourself even after you self-sabotage or after you make the same mistake twice. It happens. You are human. We all experience fear and failure, but fear and failure isn't the opposite of success. It's part of success. It's part of life. And so is every other human emotion. Fear, joy, anger, disgust. So today we're talking about loving ourselves. And I'll mention some thoughts from two authors today. The first is Mel Robbins who wrote The High Five Habit. The second is Gary Chapman who wrote The Five Love Languages. Both of these authors really love the number five, so you'll just have to get used to it. Here we go. So today we're talking about self-love and what's it got to do with dissolving fear anyway? Oh my gosh, everything. Self-love has everything to do with it. Martin Luther King said it best. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. We don't rise up and evolve when we get down on ourselves about feeling sad, angry, or afraid. Those are normal human emotions. And like I always say, feel every emotion. Don't judge yourself for feeling sad, angry, or afraid. Just feel any emotion as it comes up for you. Recognize it. Accept it and name it to tame it, feel it to heal it. And if right now you're feeling unlovable or you're not even feeling ready for an entire episode about self-love, go ahead and let yourself feel it. I actually have a song recommendation for you that helps me when I'm in a mood to feel unlovable or grovel in self-pity. The song I recommend is called I Can't Be Loved by Al King. You can find it on YouTube, and for some reason, my Alexa won't ever play it for me, which doesn't really help matters when I am in a mood for that song. But when I turn on the song, I dance around, I feel my feelings, I watch them come and go, and I feel better. So you can find that song, I Can't Be Loved, by L. King on YouTube. So what does self-love have to do with dissolving fear? Cultivating self-love helps us grow. It helps us rise up. It makes us feel strong and supported and nurtured. And we're doing that for ourselves. We're supporting ourselves. We don't even have to rely on anything outside of us to cultivate self-love. Self-love helps us to think, say, and do things that support ourselves. So if you're loving on yourself and you're feeling the love, then you're less likely to accept disrespect from others and 
settle for less than you deserve from others and from life. You don't need to rely on another person or a substance or a successful moment to feel self-love. You can always cultivate it a little for yourself every day. It's already inside you. You're not even like cultivating it and making it and there's no recipe for self-love. It is inside of you. We just have so many other distractions that keep us from realizing that. So because life is much more pleasant when we love ourselves into feeling motivated versus when we hate on ourselves until we're motivated to change or improve, self-love is totally the way to go. You don't need to share criticism or contempt with yourself. You can share love and self-care with yourself in order to be more productive and improve yourself. Self-love helps us maintain forward momentum toward our dreams and desires so that when we do hit a rough patch, which is usually part of life or can sometimes be our fault, but either way, when we hit a rough patch, we don't need to turn on ourselves or punish ourselves. You are your biggest support system. Did you just have a breakup? Don't turn on yourself. Did you just make a mistake? Don't turn on yourself. Don't do it. Loving yourself might not be your go-to default habit right now, but self-love can become your natural mode of talking, thinking, and behaving. Like I've said, failure is part of success. So when you fail, don't be hard on yourself. In my experience, if you get super down on yourself, your perspective of yourself might get so negative that you start to accept negativity towards you or disrespect towards you, or you'll just end up accepting less from life than you deserve. Of course, you're worthy of so much and you're worthy of love. So let's talk about how to love on yourself. You're a hundred percent Um, in control of how much love you give yourself. You control it 100%. You can't control your past or your childhood or even your current romantic partner, but you can control yourself and what you say, think, and do. So I suggest you give yourself some love. Um, The first thing is quality time with yourself on a regular basis to do something that makes you happy. Don't put it off. Also, serve yourself up some things that bring you joy. Give yourself a manicure, declutter your bedroom, have a hot bath, act like you love yourself, and choose actions that really nurture you. You can start this weekend. Also, give yourself some compliments, some words of affirmation. In case you haven't noticed, right now I'm actually walking you through Gary Chapman's five love languages as they pertain to loving yourself. So the first thing I mentioned is quality time with yourself. The second love language is acts of service, like decluttering that room, getting a haircut, doing things that serve you. The third love language is words of affirmation, compliments. 
I love words of affirmation. I use positive self-talk. I like to give my kids compliments. I love writing affirmations like I am lovable. I am fun. I am a great mom. I am worthy of the best life. You get the picture. And I don't need to go on and on about my positive affirmations, but I do recommend that you try it. Try words of affirmations as uh, words of affirmation as a way to love on yourself. You can use verbal self-talk, so positive self-talk, or you can write down affirmations. The fourth love language is gift giving. Some people enjoy expressing their love for themselves or others through physical gifts. For example, I love buying shoes for my kids because I love my kids. Lastly, the fifth love language is physical touch. If you love another person, you might give them a lot of hugs. So if you love yourself, you might give yourself a foot massage after your shower. You might give yourself a hug. That's actually very um, regulating for your emotions and it helps you self-regulate, giving yourself a little hug. When it comes to self-care, you can often express more than one love language at once. So just to recap, the five love languages are quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, and physical touch. You don't have to remember all five, but you can use them as a reference to make a little list of self-care ideas for yourself and ways that you can love yourself more and more this weekend, over the holidays, and in the new year. The best thing about self-love is you don't need to wait to do it. You don't need to wait for someone else to give you love. You don't have to earn love. You always have it within you. And you can think, speak, and act accordingly. Think, speak, and act out of love for yourself. Talk to yourself lovingly. Act nice to yourself. Act like you love yourself. Think loving and grateful thoughts and don't be hard on yourself. I'm telling you, when I'm hard on myself, I feel less lovable, less worthy of the good in life, and then I start to accept poor treatment from others. Or I let people treat me like I don't count or be disrespectful. Self-love gives me a lot of courage to advocate for myself. It makes me feel strong and brave and capable of doing hard things and making things happen. When I am showing myself that I love myself, I'm focused on the things I want and what I want to be, do, and have. And so I'm focused on my desires, my highest good, and my highest potential. So of course, I'm making better choices and I'm more in touch with my needs and desires when I'm feeling love toward myself. So you are totally free to love yourself all day, every day, and act accordingly. You're free to love whatever makes you happy, even if you've made a mistake or two, or three, or four, or five. I had to get to five because that number seems to be a theme on this episode. 
and it kind of leads me in to a quick discussion about Mel Robbins and her book, The High Five Habit. If telling yourself compliments or writing down words of affirmation just doesn't feel natural to you, try The High Five Habit. It's a book by Mel Robbins, and she encourages you to high five yourself in the mirror. I like to do it in the morning. And if it's hard to find time for positive self-talk in your day, try a quick and quiet high five in the mirror. Celebrate yourself, cheer yourself on. The high five allows you to show yourself some love and show yourself that you are the most important person in your life. And it's actually essential that you acknowledge how important you are to yourself and how precious your life is, and how much you value it. So whenever we make loving ourselves a habit, then we really do become unstoppable because our self-love becomes an automatic habit. And like I've said before, practice makes progress. So if you want to become better at self-love, practice it. And you'll make more and more progress towards self-love as an automatic default way of living and being and doing life. So this past Monday, we did talk about relationship red flags, but if you feel like you have some red flags to work on, don't worry. Don't be hard on yourself. If you're aware of your weaknesses, then that awareness is actually a strength. You can turn weaknesses into strengths. You can turn self-criticism into self-love. And you can turn self-doubt into self-confidence. If you don't build up that self-love, you can end up settling for less than you deserve. Maybe you meet a romantic partner and you see a bunch of red flags in your partner, but you tell yourself, well, he's a handful, but so am I. So you end up thinking that two wrongs make a right. When really, no one is 100% wrong. We're all growing. And self-love gives us less fear and more room to grow. So self-love is so important. When we love all of ourselves, we don't feel a need to settle for something. And we don't feel a need to shrink ourselves down to fit in or to make someone else comfortable. You can love yourself and be yourself. And don't deny who you are or what makes you happy. And don't deny yourself out of fear. Be who you are and do what makes you happy so that you can love yourself while you're doing it all. You can't get love from someone else by controlling them or rescuing them or changing them or people-pleasing. But you can give yourself love anytime. And you can control yourself. That's in the circle of control. You can rescue yourself and change yourself and love yourself. If you feel like you can't change yourself, just try changing a few simple little things this weekend. Drive to the store using a new path, a new route, and some new roads. Fill up a jug of ice water every day and drink it if you don't do that already. Wake up five minutes early and simply allow yourself that extra time to stretch out in bed and enjoy your comfy bed. You can change and grow and evolve, and self-love supports all of that every step of the way.
So in conclusion, here are a few more ideas when it comes to loving yourself and when it comes to using those five love languages that help you express your love for yourself. So like I said, the first love language is words of affirmation. So this week, try some positive self-talk or write yourself some love notes like, you are smart, I'm proud of you, I'm grateful for you, I love your smile, I love spending time with you, you're a good friend. And sometimes when I just have spent a lot of money at the grocery store, I'll just tell the clerk some positive self-talk. I'll tell her, man, I am so good at spending my money. Because it's all just fun at the end of the day. Positive self-talk and words of affirmation are just so much better than criticizing yourself, either out loud or in your head. So if you get into that habit of words of affirmation, it is really going to help you and make life more enjoyable. The second love language, quality time. Personally, I love quality time and alone time. I love a nice walk by myself where I don't need to hold a conversation. I also love going on walks with my friends. Um, And when you're out in nature by yourself, it can be a super nurturing experience for your body, mind, and soul. Quality time can also include walking your dog, or relaxing on the couch, watching the Netflix show that you want to watch, or listening to the music that you want to listen to, and making yourself some breakfast, or going on a drive. I love going on a drive and listening to music. So the third love language, physical touch, is, is just like such a great way to connect with yourself. Give yourself a hand massage, a foot massage. Anything that brings you some relief. I like to do little arm squeezies where I work my way up and down one arm using the opposite hand. And I do a little self-massage on my arm. I give myself neck rubs all the time. If you go to Amazon and you search for metal head massager, or you can search for like 20 finger head scratcher, You can buy these little metal head massagers with long, thin metal fingers on them, and they feel so good on your head. I highly recommend them. Speaking of buying things, the fourth love language, gifts, is pretty straightforward. Buy yourself a gift. Buy yourself a full body massage or a special lunch. Um, Especially for those of us who are moms, we tend to spoil everyone except for ourselves. So treat yourself. Buy yourself a special notebook to write your words of affirmation in or to journal in or buy yourself some flowers or a book. And the last love language that we talked about is acts of service, which usually includes a lot of chores. So in a relationship, acts of service would be would be like I'm taking out the trash for my husband and now he's vacuuming the whole house for me and that would just be a way of expressing love through acts of service. Um, And for some people, acts of service is a real go-to way of expressing their love for their kids or their spouse. And the thing is, when you perform acts of service for yourself, those chores, once they're done and out of the way, 
those chores make some room for you to breathe and daydream and enjoy life. So by doing your chores, you get that big to-do list hanging over your head. You get it gone. You dissolve your to-do list. Um, And so that can be a huge relief. Just like they say in the movie, Snow White, you can whistle while you work. And you you can think of it in a more positive way. You get to make a cup of tea. You get to make your bed and feel productive. You get to do the laundry and vacuum. So it's not really like you have to. I mean, at some point you have to, but you get to do these mundane chores to make space to do other things that you love. And I used to think um, that they were getting in the way of my creativity and my podcast. And I used to think that chores were just kind of getting in the way and holding me back. But actually, the best and most creative ideas that I've ever had when it comes to my podcast and the book I'm writing, um, those ideas come to me when I'm busy doing stuff. I'm sweeping the garage. I'm doing my chores. Um, So don't have a negative perspective on it, especially when you want to do some acts of service that really do serve you, like working out, stretching, breathing, buying healthy food. Do what serves you and pampers you and makes you feel good. Because when you love someone, you want to make them feel good. And I know you love yourself. Thank you so much for joining me today for some self-love and self-care tips. Have a great weekend. Love you.